1: Use code Program for a special offer. That's stamps.com code Program. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of EquityMates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this, but investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own. Now talent. you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically,
2: but I can't buy time. Welcome back to Get Started Investing, where this summer we're taking a journey to financial freedom supported by Comsec, the home of investing. Over six episodes, we'll be talking about the practical steps that you can take today to set yourself up for the ultimate goal, FIRE, financial independence, retiring early. So if you're enjoying your summer break or dreading heading back to work, join us as we take the steps today to ensure that we can build the life we want into the future. My name is Bryce and for the final episode in this series, as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going?
0: I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. In some of our previous uh, episodes in this six-part series, We mentioned that FIRE is a little bit controversial. I think everyone can agree with the first half of the acronym, financial independence. Uh, Where it gets controversial is the second half, retire early. One thing that we saw on our Instagram is that if people are pursuing FIRE, they should find a job that they like which, you know, I, I don't necessarily disagree with, but to each their own. And I think for a lot of people, the idea of retiring early is incredibly motivating. And if that's what gets you on the right path and making the right decisions. So and, be it. Yeah. Um, but this episode, we're really going to drill down on FIRE, yeah. the full acronym, yeah. uh, and talk about what it means to us and also the different ways that it sort of I guess can manifest like the different ways that you can sort of approach your money as you get closer and closer to that financial independence goal.
2: Yes. I sense we have a bit of a fiery episode coming up.
0: Well, it's going to be from you, not from me.
2: Absolutely. I can't wait. Well, having the right support on your journey is important, which is why we're proud to partner with Comsec for this series. Investing in building wealth is a lifelong journey, as we've been discussing in this series. Keep up to date with what impacts your investments through Comsec's Investing Hub. You can get to grips with investing basics, learn about different global markets. Or find information and research on stocks and ETFs. Get $0 brokerage for your first 10 trades for Australian markets when you sign up. Visit comsec.com.au for more. Comsec, T's and C's and other fees and charges apply
0: now before we get started a reminder that while we are licensed we are not aware of your personal financial circumstances any information on this show is for education and entertainment purposes only any advice is general
2: all right ran well with that said it's our last episode what are we going to be unpacking today
0: all right bryce well, would you believe it we are at the sixth and final episode of our 2024 summer series and the sixth and final step of our journey to financial independence We are talking about what we do when we put it all together and we achieve what we've set out to achieve. We've got fire. Financial independence, retire early. That is the goal for so many people listening. And even if it's not about retiring early, the financial independence part, having the choice and being able to design the life you want is is really, I think, why most people invest. So what are we going to talk about in this episode? We're going to talk about why so many people want to achieve fire and I guess how it can mean different things to different people. Most important question, how do you know when you're there? Let's say we've rolled up all the lessons from the first five episodes, we've built the habits, we're boosting our income, we're saving more and we're investing it. How do we know when we've made it?
2: Great question.
0: Oh, that's only the second thing we're (laughs) going to learn. We've got more to go. Then we're going to talk about the different ways to calculate your fire number. And then finally, we're going to talk about what to do in different stages of life i.e. does fire factor in children and school fees?
2: Yeah, can't wait for that bit because that's a question I always have for fire people.
0: Now, we're not on this journey alone. There are thousands of people like you, like us, listening to Get Started Investing and taking similar steps on the journey to financial independence. Hey, Equity Mates. So uh, yeah, something I've implemented in my own financial life, well, obviously developing better habits around saving and and having the ability to save uh, as, Uh, my income has grown, and trying to have some discipline around that. But also things like uh, utilising financial instruments that are available in intelligent ways. So I've got a couple of uh, pretty generous credit cards that I get great value from. Um, I try and purchase just about everything uh, on them, and I pay them off monthly, so there's no interest, and uh, reap pretty significant rewards through the year in terms of frequent fly points and other benefits and things that I can then leverage back into, you know, personal uh, rewards in terms of holidays and that kind of thing. So uh, that's been uh, a a big and very useful uh, part of my own personal financial strategy.
1: Hey, equity mates! Uh, One of the big things
2: that I've implemented kind of across my financial journey um, that really makes me feel a whole lot better about my finances is um, just having automated payments um, for all of my bills. Um, when I was younger I didn't do that I kind of trusted that I'd remember and I'd end up paying you know late fees and stuff like that so yeah the automated payments it's been a game changer for me
0: so right so let's start with the biggest question why fire like why why is this something that so many people are chasing
2: fire essentially leads to the ability to live the way you want that's how people chasing fire kind of communicate. They're like, I'm going to hit a level of financial independence where I don't need to rely on anyone to pay me and I can live how I want.
0: Yeah, look, I think it's all about people having choice. I think you can really feel quite constrained, I guess, and being forced to work a job that you may not want to work or, you know, not being able to live the life that you want to live. And as much as it sucks to say, like money is an enabler. Money is You know, money can't buy you happiness but it can buy you choice and often having choice might make you happier. So, I think, you know, that there's the best way that you can set yourself up to have choice is to make the right money decisions when you're young, you know, saving, investing, everything that we've spoken about. And some people want to retire early and, you know, lie on the beach when they're 40 and not work another day in their life. But I don't think that's most people. I think most people want to work a job that they like with the people they enjoy being around for a cause that they're passionate about. And I think having choice allows you to do that.
2: Mm, Absolutely.
0: It allows you to tell a bad boss to get stuffed. (laughs)
2: Well, yeah, if you don't want to work there anymore.
0: Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) So, how do we know when we're there, Ren? Because as the name suggests, FIRE, financial independence, retire early. You obviously need to, in its truest form, build enough wealth and assets so that you can retire.
0: Yeah. So, the FIRE movement has a rule of 25. And basically, what they say is calculate your annual expenses times it by 25 and that's your fire number. That's the number that you need to retire. Now, that is just a new branding on an old rule because the rule of 25 is just an inversion of a classic financial advisor and financial planning rule, the 4% rule. Yeah. And the 4% rule basically says that you can safely withdraw an amount equal to 4% of your retirement savings I think adjusted for inflation and you won't run out of money for 30 years. And so that's the rule of four or the 4% rule. So I guess before we get into it, because there's some things I want to unpick there, but like to just not jump into it too quickly, uh, I guess if we're thinking about how those apply, if we want to figure out how much money we need to retire, it's what's our annual expenses. You would probably actually know what yours is. Excluding mortgage.
2: I don't know off the top of my head.
0: Okay, let's call it yeah. 50 grand a year. Call it that, yeah. And then you times that by 25 and then that's your fire number. So 1.25 mil. Simple.
2: That's it. What I think the challenge there is is that it's a moment in time number. And so do people then next year when my expenses go up, go, oh, got to increase my fire number well, to 25 I, times.
0: Why would you, why are your expenses going up next year
2: though? Uh, inflation. Like... Or I get a mortgage. No. Or <laughs> well,
0: I think this is a key thing. Like your fire number has to factor in, excluding inflation for now, it has to factor in everything. Like you can't... Calculate- That's what I'm saying.
2: Last year, I didn't have a mortgage. My fire number would have been X. <laughs> yeah, But yeah, just because yeah. I get a mortgage doesn't mean I don't want to achieve fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're maybe being a little bit deliberately... Um, if, if you know that you're going to get a mortgage... That is part of your annual expenses, even if you don't have it this year, but you know you're going to get it. Right?
2: What you're saying, I have to anticipate my yes. annual expenses for the next thirty years. Yes. No, that's not that's not what how people do it though.
0: <laughs> it is, bro. It's not like it's not like they're like, oh, I live at home with my parents and I don't pay for food or rent, so I'm going to calculate my fine number based on this year. So you're like, so like, you what, need is to make a life, what is my life? What is my life? What is the life I want to look like? What is that going to cost? And then that's their annual expenses number.
2: Yeah, so you want to say, what is Bryce's life going to look like in 30 years? Yeah. That's ridiculous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the thing is, as you... You get that
2: so wrong. Yeah, you do. You You would get that so wrong. You do, Yeah.
0: yeah. And so, like, most... This is what retirement planning is, though. It's like making your best approximation.
2: Yeah, sure. But your retirement planning is done at a little bit of a later stage in life than when most fire people are kicking around. 18 year olds saying they're on their journey to fire (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: but but i guess i guess the thing is like the 18 year old thinks all right what's my what's my expenses gonna look like when i'm 50 and they might say i'm gonna need 60 grand in annual expenses and therefore my fire number is 1.5 million yeah and then they'll start working towards that number and they'll grow up and they'll change and they'll uh you know fire <laughs> yeah, nah, have, yeah, But they'll the fire number can change as well.
2: Yeah, I know absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Work, have being an eighteen-year-old saying I want to get to one point five million dollars is a good place to start. Yeah, I don't
2: disagree with that.
0: Okay, it yeah. just sounded like you were throwing a lot of shade.
2: <laughs> I, d- I, do throw shade. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I we're know. not, but we're not locking that eighteen-year-old into saying you told us sixty grand a year was how much you're gonna live off. Don't spend a penny <laughs> more. <laughs>
2: no, I know that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you do. Yeah. All right. Well, that's one gripe with this FIRE number calculator. Another one I have is just to to be really careful around duration risk. So, the 4% rule is the financial planning rule that says you won't run out of money uh, over a 30-year period if you draw down 4% or less of your retirement savings. Key thing I said there over a 30 year period, it's like the classic retire at 65, die at 95 sort of time frame thinking. If you're chasing fire and you want to retire as early as possible, and you know, we've spoken to people who are trying to retire in their late 30s and they're, you know, trying to save 70% of their income and they're eating beans and rice all through their 30s because they want to get to their fire number by the time they're 38 that 4% rule or you flip it around and make it a rule of 25, that's been back-tested on a 30-year period. Mm. Whereas your money needs to last a lot more than 30 years. Mm. So like the actual safe level of drawdown wouldn't be 4%. It might be like 2% and that might last you 50 years. And therefore, your rule of 25 should actually be a rule of 50. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely
2: yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Which is why it's... it's I reckon it's a lot harder. It, it is a lot harder than you think to actually definitely get this number. Yeah. The behavior is the important part here. Yeah.
0: yeah. And we're going to talk about different stages of life as well, kids and all mm-hmm. of that. But I think the other challenge when you're calculating your FIRE number, uh, your financial independence number, is it really assumes you've got housing sorted. I, I think as as soon as... Like, in theory, you could have mortgage repayments as part of your cost. But... Um, I mean your fire number blows out. Like rough maths, let's say you say sixty thousand dollars in annual expenses, that means your fire number is one point five million. The average mortgage in Sydney is about five grand a month. And so that's sixty grand a year. So all of a sudden your fire number doubles, hundred and twenty grand times twenty five, three million fire number. Like that becomes a lot less achievable.
2: Well, particularly if you're also paying the mortgage to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The key here is you want to be building. You could. The, the key here is you want to be building assets that are gonna liquid assets that you can draw down on yeah. and be paid. Yeah. If you're saying I my life when I'm 50 looks like this, and this is how much I need, sweet, I'm going to do this. If you then also assume between now and 50 you're going to buy a house and pay it off, like yeah. you're going to need serious amounts yeah. of free cash flow to build wealth outside of your house to then fund that life stage. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think with some clear caveats, uh, so like the calculating a fine number is a good approximation. It's a good starting point with the three key caveats. The first one that you were talking about Bryce around, it's really hard to predict your future expenses and what you're going to want and what you're going to need. Secondly, that you've got to think about duration, that this rule is really being built off a 30 year retirement and a lot of people are thinking about a lot longer than that and then thirdly thinking about housing and this is really about having this fire number X your housing wealth so it's not good enough to say I've got a 1.5 million dollar house that is mortgage free Well, that's because gonna... it's not liquid yeah. yeah so it's about having like the 1.5 million outside of the house that you paid off which makes it a lot more daunting yeah so with those clear caveats in mind, it's a pretty good approximation. What's your fire number?
2: I don't have a fire number, Ren. Do I think you, it's dangerous. Do you,
0: you think it's dangerous? Yeah. For any more reasons than we've just spoken about or?
2: I just think that... I just think you. I think you said it earlier in one of the episodes. It's just like building the habits of the millionaire next door and just generally aiming for a financially secure stage of life is going to get is gonna get you there. I think having a number puts so much unnecessary pressure, mental pressure on you. It's like you it will dictate then or I believe it will dictate then how you actually enjoy your life between now and you hitting that number. Oh, I you know, going on this holiday is gonna I know people who do this. Going on my holiday is going to extend me hitting my number by six months and I don't and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Or like you know, it, th- this is coming out of my fire number. And it is fine if that's how you want to live your life. More than fine. But like there's a lot of time between now yeah. and when you're 50. And so I think I don't want that stress like or or sort of like unnecessary burden and commitment to yourself that you, you're going to hit your number. And if you don't, you're not financially independent. Yeah. You'd probably hit financial independence bef- well before then. So anyway, I'm not shitting but... I think I think this whole series has been lead, leading to like the journey to financial freedom and it's not about the conclusion is not you need a number. The conclusion is the behavior that we've spoken about throughout mm. this and getting in early and just getting good habits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm just thinking about if everything, every spending decision you thought about as a trade-off in terms of length of time you had to keep working, like, oh, if I buy this car, that's going to be another two years of work. Kill or like, oh, uh, <laughs> if I, yeah, if I if I go to this wedding, uh, this out of city wedding, uh, it's going to be another six weeks of work. Mm. And then you're, you're at the weekend away or at the wedding or whatever. And all you're thinking about is like, is this worth an extra six mm. weeks of work? Like all of a sudden, everything is a explicit trade-off in your mind.
2: Or like, oh, damn it, we had a kid. <laughs> the tr- the, my fire number's 14 extended. Fourteen more years yeah, of work. My yeah, my fire number's extended. Damn it! It's like, do you really want that? Like- yeah, 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 yeah. True. <laughs> so, um, I can't remember what the question was it, there. But it was, do
0: you have a fire number?
2: Oh yeah. So no. Yeah. No. But I have a, I have an an ambition and an, an objective to get to the same outcome. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense, there's no, there's no, there's no marker on the wall for me. I have larger sort of things, which is, I want to build,
0: you know, the house and those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, d- do you? Uh, yeah, directionally. So. Um in the book we wrote about uh, don't stress just invest wherever good books are sold Uh, we wrote about some of the numbers that the retirement organizations put up on the wall and say this is the amount of money you need for a comfortable retirement if you're in Australia if you're in America if you're single if you're a couple whatever Um, and for me like I in the number in my mind is get to a million you're going to be in a good place and then it's like you know, some, you know, we, we were speaking here about some people's fire number being one and a half million or maybe you need more or some retirement organizations think it's a lot less. Um, but obviously, it'll grow as inflation grows and, and all of that. And like, for me, there's so much uncertainty about how I'll be living, you know, where I'll be living, all of that stuff. And so, I think, you know, a lot of your points around fire numbers being dangerous for that reason, like, I, I agree with in principle but for me, it's like directionally, I want to get to a million outside of super. Sure.
2: Well, I, I guess because I
0: honestly don't really factor super in as an asset. Because the
2: reason I say that is because like we are fortunate to have had super from day one when we're eligible. Our parents not so. Like we will have that in our super. Yeah, every
0: Australian, hands down, that has that works throughout their career will have a million dollars by the time they retire. So if people think I'm out of touch by saying a million, it's like. Speak to me in 40 years. But, yeah, I, I don't have a number that I'm desperately going towards. Um, And I also don't have a, like, a, a I don't, I, it's not for me a trigger point. It's not like, get to the number, yeah. tell my boss to f***, which would be tough because we work for ourselves. And then, you know, go sit on a beach. It's like, that would be a nice number to have.
2: Now, before we discuss the different ways of calculating your FIRE number, we want to say a massive thank you for Comsec for the support of this series. They are the home of investing and they give you knowledge at your fingertips. Their educational content helps break down the things that can impact your money and investments. Get $0 brokerage on your first 10 trades for Australian markets when you sign up. Visit comsec.com.au. Comsec T's and C's and other fees and charges apply.
0: Hey, equity mates the big one for me is so i grew up in the outer suburbs and so much time and so much money was spent on commuting public transport petrol
2: parking all that sort of stuff but you save so much you know i ride my bike or i walk
1: everywhere i need to go basically so that's 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 thousands of dollars a year in terms of parking and in terms of that sort of thing um shopping habits as well like we go to cheaper by miles which
2: is a it's a chain that uh that sells products that are sort of near the use by date or excess stock at heavily reduced prices so we'll go there first and then anything we can't get there we'll go to a regular supermarket
1: hey equity mate the biggest shift has been that when i was first out in the world i just really wanted everything to be cheap and free and it sort of had to be because my income was so low but i would try and do everything myself the long way rather than the way that made sense in terms of the rest of my well-being and so now i think when i can afford it If I can afford to pay someone for their expertise, I would much sooner do that. So if I need to fix my shower and I also have a million other priorities in the week, I would try and pay them and spend like six hours watching a YouTube video, trying to learn. Hey, equity mates. For me, not spending every week on um, disposables or things that I'll be throwing out within a year, but trying to look for long-term quality in, um, in items and saving for them. And big purchases, but rarely.
0: Welcome back to our Get Started Investing Summer Series. Over the past six episodes, we have been taking a journey to financial independence. And in this sixth and final episode, we've been talking about uh, a lot of people's ultimate objective when it comes to financial independence, which is retiring early. That is the acronym Financial Independence Retire Early or FIRE, you might see. And we're talking about, well, I mean, Bryce has told us why he thinks it's a dangerous movement before the break. So, we're living dangerously in this episode. Um, But, you know, like we've spoken about how some people calculate what that number is, that financial independence number, and some of the caveats are around that. I I think like what financial independence can be and, and what it looks like can be quite different for different people. And there are probably some sort of key buckets that the fire movement talk about. So I think the the classic fire is just... Beans and rice. Well, yeah, uh, less about how you get there because I think that this whole series we've spoken about how you get there. It's more like what you do once you're there. Mm. And like the classic fire is you quit your job and you're retired. You do what retirees do. You sit on a beach, you drive around in a caravan. What else do retirees do? Golf. Golf. Bowls actually sounds really nice <laughs> drink <laughs> so that's that's a classic fire i think another fire that maybe will resonate with people a bit more is labeled barista fire okay
2: what's barista fire
0: so it's for people who want to like save more and build up that financial independence so that they can work less in later life. The goal isn't to completely retire at an early age. You know, people want to work at less demanding jobs, perhaps part-time jobs, Whoever labelled it barista fire, I don't think has done a lot of work in cafes. Yes, because I can yeah, say as someone who's done who did hospitality when they're at uni, it's uh it's certainly not less demanding or the stress free, relaxing job that this person might think. But you know, this is you know, if people want to work in the not for profit sector or you know, uh, just jobs that maybe don't pay as much, yeah, but want to support the lifestyle that they they want, yeah, they pursue this form of you know call it barista fire where they they work really hard and they build good money habits and they build a nest egg so then they can draw that down slowly while still working a job that pays less or mm. that working a job but they don't work full-time yeah
2: barista fire nice so the next one is coast fire and this is where you have enough invested or saved that even without additional contributions your portfolio will grow to support you in retirement and then these uh, people typically still work, but really only to cover their current living expenses and then use their savings to coast into retirement.
0: <laughs> and so if you think about that, like once you, you know, when when we're working, we're putting money away every paycheck into our investment account. But once we stop putting money away, in theory, well, over the long term, it'll still grow at like yeah, eight, yeah. 8% a year. And so if your fire number is one and a half million, If you get to sort of 1.2, grow into it. All of a sudden, you can just, yeah, coast. Mm, Yeah, mm. you can get that compounding effect. Mm. And then all of a sudden, all that extra money, all the extra hours you were working to put money away as investing, is all of a sudden your free time. Yeah. Golf.
2: Golf. Coast fire. How good. Yeah. And then the final one ran Fat Fire. This is where you want to ensure that you can afford the finer things in retirement. Fat Fire might be for you. If, uh, I think fat
0: fire is for you.
2: <laughs> in, I mean, sure, I'll take that. It involves earning as much as possible and saving as much as possible so that you don't have to live frugally in retirement.
0: Who wants to live frugally yeah, in retirement? Yeah, I, I didn't mean that as an insult. I just mean that you seem to rail against the... Yeah, uh, no, I this is my bucket. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, is, which is somewhat an interesting personality trait because on one hand, you're like quite meticulous in your like budgeting and cost controls. But then, on the other hand, you really enjoy the finer things in life and uh, don't like the idea of like a beans and rice existence or anything. So it's like you like the idea of beans and rice. No, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't call me meticulous (laughs) and particularly cost focused.
2: No, but I I guess it's uh, they work together.
0: Yeah, I, I guess the way you square that circle is you control your costs where they can be controlled. So you can afford the finer mm. things that you want to enjoy.
2: Yeah, or not. Yeah, exactly. Not have to live frugally. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, so, you, no, you still do live frugally. Sorry, because you still make ham take things out of the wealth. shopping basket. <laughs> not to go, true. Because you're going over your shopping basket. <laughs> not <budget>. true. Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so those are the buckets for fire. Now, it's important to consider life stages. Because as we said at the top of the show, if you are in the fire movement and you're chasing down a number, your life is going to change between that number arriving. Yeah, and you're going to need to factor it in. Well, you should be factoring it in or trying to as you progress. Have kids, school fees. like All of these things are going to take away from your ability to try and get to that number as fast as possible. So factoring those in, I don't know how you do it, is important.
0: Well... Uh- I I think it's unfair to say that everyone who supports the fire movement just hasn't thought about our kids are expensive. Like they obviously know that that is a big cost and that's coming.
2: Mm. But how do you factor that? What would you put?
0: Well, I think for a lot of people, what it would be is like the reason that I'm being so frugal before I have kids is because that's the time where you can really give yourself a head start. And then you can perhaps coast, you can massively reduce sort of, map it out on your fire calculator or whatever, you massively reduce your the amount that you're investing uh, and saving and investing when you've got expenses like kids. But the, the foundation that you've built should hold you in good stead. Yeah? It'll just extend it. Well, yeah, of course it will extend it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I'm sure there are fire people that would make decisions around how many kids they want to have based on... Definitely, yeah. 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 But I mean... Uh, like we when we were researching for this episode when i was googling like fire with kids there are a lot of fire blogs out there oh, that sure are like how th- to do it with kids doing it with kids yeah, and yeah, like yeah. they they are very big advocates for you know like we're teaching our kids good money habits yeah, absolutely. and stuff yeah. like that yeah. um Maybe it's quite similar to your upbringing. Maybe, maybe potentially. Ma- I mean, maybe it- they're sending their kids out to sell pebbles on the street, <laughs> but rather than the kid pocketing that money, they put that in an investment account.
2: Yes, well, I mean, look at the end of the day, it all boils down to the same thing, which is fundamentally the habits that this drives are Sorry. all good.
0: So I've just realized that the pebble story was in the last episode. So if people have just joined us for this episode that will make no sense. Well,
2: go back to episode <laughs> 5 and have a listen.
0: But sorry, you're right. The the habits. Yes, it's yeah.
2: the habits here. It's it's it, whatever number you have or if you don't have a number or you're just loosely aiming to get to a point where you feel like you can financially rely on your own assets rather than a paycheck from your job like the whole point of this series is about the journey to get there. Yeah. And and I think that's you know, how we should probably close out this whole thing is a, a reminder that, you know, um, you don't have to bucket yourself into one of these fire buckets. You don't have to sit down and do the maths and find a number if all you're trying to do now is find the brokerage platform or sort your budget out or whatever it may be, those are the appropriate steps to take to get to a level of financial independence.
0: The journey to financial independence doesn't end in the same destination, but it all begins with the same few steps. Yes. Saving more than you're spending, taking those savings and putting them to work, investing, giving yourself time, and we mean decades of time, to continue putting money away and letting that investment grow. And that's about it.
2: That's it. And wait I, and wait.
0: As I was saying it, I was trying to think what else do I need to say no, here. But th- that's it. That's it.
2: That's it. Think about diversified options that we've spoken about, low-cost indexes, apps that allow you to get in for low-dollar amounts, and uh, and you're well on
0: your way. And then as you, as you go on this journey to financial independence, the best thing you can do to accelerate that journey isn't finding crazy exotic investment opportunities. It's just finding ways to save more and then finding ways to put more of that into the market. Done. Right. Next question. See you in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think in terms of then what you should invest in, well, that's what we've got the rest of the year on this podcast to talk about. Now, Bryce, for the final time as we wrap up this six-part series and take the final steps on our journey to financial independence, we want to say a massive thanks to Comsec for supporting this series. Hopefully, together, we've shown a path to how you can tap into the world of investing and build wealth over the long term. ComSec provide all the support, information, and resources you need to build your confidence and make the right money moves. Sign up today to get $0 brokerage on your first 10 trades for Aussie markets and invest with as little as $50 through the ComBank app. Visit combank.com.au for more. ComSec T's and C's and other fees and charges apply.
2: Well, that brings us to the end of our six-part journey to financial freedom. It's been an awesome series. Next week, we'll be back with regular programming as we answer the most common money and investing questions. If you have a question for us, send it through to ask at equitymates.com and we'll make sure it gets on the list. Thanks for the support as always. We'll be back next week. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.